This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 52. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome J.R. Rivas from AdFly Marketing to the Baller Circle. When most of his former classmates were, de- were deciding who to work for and how they were going to pay off their debt, J.R. had already built and sold four tax offices, rang the closing bell on the NASDAQ, and built a six-figure online company. In his 22 years on earth, he's tried over 15 jobs, tried everything from selling life insurance to MLM and everything in between. And his dream, however, has always been to run an online company because of the freedom that it brings. This dream never seemed real to him because he never met anybody actually doing it. But once he decided that he was really going to focus on this, he met some people who did. They showed him the ways. He was able to figure out a formula that works for him, and now he's super successful. So I wanted to have him on the show to talk about his success, his struggles, and everything in between. So, JR, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So, JR, I'm not even sure if you actually know this. So so for, for everyone out there listening, JR and I have actually, have actually never actually met in, in person. Uh, we became friends on Facebook, and uh, the reason why I initially reached out to you is because you interviewed Nicole Holland on your show, uh, and I saw that Nicole had interviewed you, and Nicole was on my show, uh, and so I was like, let me reach out to this guy and uh, you know connect with him, uh, and then um, I think it was a few months after that is when you started uh, digging into the whole uh, Facebook ads thing. Um, but before we get into before we get into all that, I kind of wanted to. Take a step back, go through your story because the you know the beginning piece about you know you're, I mean you're you're super young you you've accomplished a lot in the the last uh, you know four or five years uh, so I wanted to kind of walk through your background and get it get a sense of you know where you grew up what life was like growing up and kind of where did you get your first entrepreneurial spirit from the idea of you know jumping into um, buying a, a tax office yes yeah, so um, grew up grew up. Uh, poor, you know, single mother, all that, all that jazz. Um, but I, for a while I was just going through like, you know, the typical stuff that you go through when you're a kid, like, Oh, I want to be a basketball player, an MLB, uh, MLB player or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, once you start getting older, I started getting a little bit more serious and I was still cycling through professions and all of them had, um, you know, their downside. And then I started, I started looking into what you know, those salaries could really buy you and get you. And, um, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't the life I wanted to live. So I, um, I got inspired. I just, I remember just seeing like these really big houses one day and I just got inspired to want to, you know, have one of those. And I was like, well, I can guarantee you the people in those houses aren't like, you know, your typical working your typical nine to five job. So I was around 16 at the time and I started, I started, you know, just learning about different successful people and reading all the like classic success books, like Think and Grow Rich. Um, at that time, I think the four hour work week had been out maybe like two years and uh, I started reading stuff like that. And, and, um, it just gave me like a really strong sense of hope. And, um, at that point I decided like, you know, I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I wanted to just make a ton of money. 
So around the time I was, I turned 18, I had, um, I had, I was, I was researching different businesses and trying to find something I could start without a lot of money because I didn't have a lot of money. So I tried, you know, all the MLMs, all that, all that kind of stuff. And then I finally, I found, I came across, um, a tax, uh, tax course through, uh, one of the, the number one at the time it was the number one, I think it still is the number one tax company, um, out there. It's their logo is a big green block. <laughs> and, um, they, so I, I signed up for their course and they canceled it cause I was the only person that signed up. So then I went to one of their competitors that happened to come across and their course was free. So I was like, even better. So I started taking that course and I, and I got really interested in it. And I was like, you know, I could probably start this business for 10 grand and I could probably save up that money or borrow that, that amount of money. Um, so my goal was to work at this place, learn the business, save up money while I was there and then go off and start my own office. Mm-hmm. So while I'm working there, I was, I was asking the owner a bunch of questions about how he how he uh, got to own these offices and all this stuff. And he was like a, a CPA, and he was telling me like it, it's an awesome business because you can detach your name from the brand. Um, it's not like you know Joe's Tax Service. So he's like you're able to expand and grow and have multiple offices. So I was like, all right, that sounds cool. So I, I started uh, reaching out to the company and asking them about ownership. Like, mind you, I, I had no money and I, I, I had no idea how it would happen. But I was just curious and I just wanted to kind of learn. And after talking to their, their sales rep, um, he kind of started taking me serious, which was kind of surprising to me because I was 18 and I told the guy I was 18. Mm-hmm. So um, he told me like, hey, if, if we really think you're the right person for this opportunity, then we'll we'll do what we have to do to get you involved. Hmm. So uh, a few months went by and the guy I was working for, he came out and he's like, Hey, um, I see that you're, you know, talking to, to the corporate office. Why don't you think about, you know, buying one of my offices? Cause he had three of them at the time. And he's like, yeah, I'll sell you whichever one you want. So he had one that was like in a really downtown area and the rent was like $800. And I bought that office like he financed me that office simply on the the basis that I could afford to pay the rent, uh, because the other ones are like seventeen hundred dollars a month in rent, like over two grand a month for the other one. So, like right, eight hundred bucks a month, I think I could I could cover that and save up money to you know pay my employees because it's a seasonal business. So I I ended up acquiring it in like um, I think it was August of twenty thirteen. So graduated high school 2012. By August 2013, I had this functioning business. And um, we did great the first year, 60% increase in in revenue and tax returns. And um, from that point, I was able to make my payment to the guy because, like I said, he financed me the mo- most of it. Um, and then he, he approached me again. He's like, hey, do you want to you wanna buy the, the other two? And he's like, I'll do this. I'll run the same deal for you. So he financed me the other two. So I was, uh, I had just turned um, 19 and uh, he sold me the other two offices. So I was running three offices at 19, (laughs) but um, I had like no employees. Like I had two returning employees, three offices to staff all before January of the next year. So I uh, had to hire 53 people and at 19, I was managing uh, 53 employees we grew those offices 17% that year. Then I sold all three of them um, for like quite a bit more than what I bought them for. And I moved to Virginia Beach. So this was all in Pennsylvania. I moved to Virginia Beach, 
bought another office there and uh, the company offered me a job as a sales rep. So I, I started selling the franchises too. Then um, the problem with that was I started falling into more of like the employee mindset again and all the politics and stuff that comes with working at a, at a public company in a corporate office. Mm. So I was like, nah, I got to get out of here and go back, get back to my entrepreneurial stuff. This whole time, like, you know, my dream was always to own an online business. So I sold that office and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take all the money I have and I'm going to focus on nothing but this online stuff. So this was about last year in, um, 2016, around April, I put the office for sale, it sold by August and I still didn't, wasn't making any money online. But, um, just when I got to the point where like, you know, my money was like starting to, to run low and I was getting kind of worried. That's when I had my breakthrough and, um, I went from making, so I took a course. It took me about four or five months to start getting, understanding the course. And um, around August, September, I had my first like $1,000 month online. I think it was like August. And then September, I made $4,500. October, I made $9,100. And then I made ten grand. November, December, I made fourteen grand. And all profit so far. <laughs> and uh, this month, January, I launched my first course of my own, and I'm over ten grand for the month, and it's uh, January thirteenth. So that's kind of how my progression has gone so far. That's awesome, man. So, so <laughs> and and I, and I love that story because um, it's 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 very logical. I do want to I do want to take a step back a little bit and talk about. So you you know you you. Um, your first introduction to online business, I know you said you were trying to, that was always your dream. What was your first introduction to it? Like, how did you first figure out like, so, hey, this is cool and this is even exists? Yeah. So somehow when I was like 16 or 17, I got my hands on uh, Tony Robbins. He had a, um, a series called The Money Masters where I guess you paid, uh, my dad ended up, so I, my dad lives in New Jersey and I see him maybe like once or twice a year growing up. So I went to see him and he had these uh, money masters CDs from Tony Robbins. So I just started watching them one day. So I asked him if I could borrow a whole bunch of them. And I, I remember to this day, the one that I watched was with Russell Brunson and it was about how I was, so I was 17, Russell Brunson, he was still, he was kind of not the Russell Brunson he is today, but he was still pretty big. Cause obviously it was with Tony, Tony Robbins. So I, um, I saw that, that tape and then I remember he just made it sound so easy that at 17, I was like, I could do this because he was talking about his potato gun product and he's like, you know, I don't even know how to code. I don't know how to write copy. Uh, I don't do any of that stuff. He's like, I'm just like the contractor and I hire these people, um, relatively cheaply. Uh, he was talking about like websites like Upwork and back then it was called Odesk. Mm -hmm. He's like, I hire these people relatively cheaply and I just put everything together. So I'm like the contractor. I don't, I'm not the person that builds the house or designs it. I'm just the one that puts everything together. So I was like, wow, that sounds really, really cool. And he was talking about launching info products. Um, so I got kind of interested in that. And I remember I tried to, to run an affiliate offer for like a body language info product at when I was 17, I paid like an Indian developer, like 30 bucks to make the landing page. This was like, I think, I don't even think like lead pages or any of that stuff was around yet. But, um, 
So he made me the landing page and I tried to run like Google AdWords to it and Google like shut it down right away. <laughs> and um, I, I only had like a hundred bucks to my name. So I just kind of quit. But at that, like looking back, that, that is the most um, upsetting thing I've ever done. Because if I would have just stuck with it when I was 17, like I didn't even realize how close I was. I was like 90% of the way there and I just quit. So mm-hmm. See, that's another good lesson that I think that happens to a lot of people is they quit right before they they have their breakthrough and then later on either one i think unfortunately for a lot of people they never realize that they almost had their breakthrough but then for some people like yourself you realize it years later and you're like man if i had only stuck with this you know five years ago i'd be much further along than i am right now but you know it's it's better to to figure out eventually than never right so yeah i mean i was 17 years old yeah it was exactly five years ago yeah <laughs> So that's awesome. So you so you finally decide, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take another shot at this. Uh, you buy a course and uh, you decide to 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 go the Facebook ad route. Um, was that your first? I guess since the Russell Brunson experience, was that your first uh, course and attempt to get back into uh, internet marketing? Yeah, um, I was. I've always thought about it. Um, it was one of those things. Like I'm sure we all have that one thing or, or those few things that you're like. Dang, I always you always go back and think about it like maybe it's like a hobby or something that you you've always wanted to try. Yeah. So it was kind of like that that nagging thing in the back of my mind. I just didn't I just didn't believe that, you know, it was possible. So when you're going through the course and you're, you know, like you said you you spent about 4 months trying to figure everything out and struggling a little bit. What were, I guess, your mistakes in the beginning? And then what can you kind of talk about some of the moments where you figured like, okay, this is what I'm doing wrong. And now this is what I need to do. Um, Because I think now Facebook ads is such a big thing. Like so many people are trying to run them. And I think, uh, I don't don't really know the percentage of it, but I think most people are not successful with them. Um, So what what were your kind of epiphany moments that you had as you were moving through that that knowledge um, from beginning to, to where you are now? Well, uh, I remember I was listening to one marketer talk and he was like, um, if you're not making money online or in any business really, and there's other people doing it, then all your own, the only thing you're missing is the education. So he's like, if you're not making, you know, 10 grand a month, you're just missing the education that's needed to make 10 grand a month. Mm -hmm. So, and then of course, backed by the action and all that stuff. But I was like, I mean, if I know how to do something, I'm going to do it. I take action. So I was like, I just need to keep learning how to do this stuff. And eventually it's going to click. And then another huge key for me was I found like a group of like, maybe like four or five people who were all trying to do the same thing. And we literally like started a group chat on Facebook and, um, some of these people were like a lot more successful than me. Some of them were like right on the same level as me. So um, I had like a, a mastermind group basically, and we just talked on like Google, uh, group chat on Facebook all day long. Hmm. So it was literally like we um, immersed ourselves in the internet marketing culture. Okay. So uh, is, is there anything particular? So I think when when it comes to Facebook ads, when I think about Facebook ads, it's like, all right, you got to you know, make sure you have the right headline, right? Make sure you have the right image, make sure you're targeting the right audience um, and make sure you have the right offer, right? That someone wants. Um, Were there any, I guess, elements in there that you struggled with particularly in the beginning that you originally originally figured out or were you kind of just good at those, identifying the right way to uh, put those things together from the beginning? Um, No, it kind of came through over time of like, 
trying things that don't work and then seeing other people's successful ads. Um, for the most part, it's like a psychology thing, mm-hmm. like understanding uh, seller psychology or buyer psychology and consumer psychology and different things like that. And it's stuff that you can like read about it all day long, but until you actually do it um, and see how people react to things, uh, it's not really going to make sense. Or it'll make sense theoretically, but you won't really understand it. Okay. So just a lot of trial and error, split testing, testing stuff out every day until you finally figured out that there was some sort of pattern that you could follow or model that you could follow that worked for you. Right, exactly. Okay, okay. Um, so I know that uh, you you first started making money um, mainly uh, running ads for um, for dentists and chiropractors. Is that right? Or, or did you start with doing affiliate stuff before that? No, it was all. So my first dollar ever online, um, I hit up like one of my my friend. It was like my the guy that did my payroll. Uh, when I was in the tax business and I was like, Hey, I'm doing Facebook ads. Um, I was like, do you want to, you know, give it a shot? And I was like, if, if it's successful, then it'll be a thousand dollars a month, but I'll do it for like 300 bucks up front or whatever. And, and we'll just kind of run until I get you some results. So I did that. Um, that was my first guy that like ever paid me. And, um, he was, so I, wasn't able to get him any results at first, but then maybe like three weeks into it, we got our first person that like paid him, like got an account and paid him. Hmm. And um, I was just on that, when I was working with him at first, it took so long to get everything up and running because I was kind of just like frozen with like fear. And I was just <laughs> trying to like talk to so many people and find out like what their opinion was and how should I run this. And then uh, I talked to one of my friends and he's like, um, I think you should just throw something up because, you know, the guy's probably wondering like why you haven't done anything yet. And, uh, so I just, that same day I made an ad and I threw it up there and, uh, it was kind of quiet at first. I played with the targeting, I played with the landing page and stuff and we got a few, a few signups and one of the guys ended up closing and, and it was a guy. So he was trying to run their payroll and he had like 35 employees, which was like a home run for this oh, nice. guy. Um, so that went well at first and then for some reason it just died after that and I wasn't able to get him any any more results. So then I started um I saw I talked to someone who was doing chiropractors and this was before everybody was like trying to do chiropractors. So uh, she's she told me the offer and she was like, Yeah, if you get a, a client, I'll help you. So I was like, Okay, I mean I have someone who knows how to do this, so I might as well try to go after those clients. So I uh I forgot. Oh, okay. So I, w- I was trying to message chiropractors on Facebook for like the longest time, like personally message them. Um, and some of my friends had some success with that at first. And uh, then I finally ran an ad um, for two chiropractors to do ads for them. And I ended up getting like 20 appointments from that in like the first month, month and a half maybe. And I ended up closing oh, nice. five, four or five of them or something like that. Um, I remember I closed like three in a week and, uh, that was like crazy cause I was making like no money and then suddenly bam, like 4,500 bucks. <laughs> um, so that ad went really well and eventually the ad died down. So I started doing, uh, some cold email stuff. I started doing direct mail stuff and that's kind of how I started recruiting my clients. And then I started getting into, I, I knew a guy that owned a real estate, uh, brokerage or whatever, so I started doing ads for him. 
Um, same story that failed at first, but then eventually uh, I got it up and running and it, it, the results started coming in. And now he's been with me ever since then. Like, I think we're going on like four or five months um, together. And um, yeah, so focus now I focus on Kairos and real estate. I help, I help someone on their course launch. I uh, did my own course and yeah. That's awesome, man. So, so with this, um, this, this business that you're doing and, and people that you're reaching out to and attracting, uh, and running ads for, did you, are there any particular, um, metrics that you like to follow? Cause I know a lot of people, everyone kind of has their different, like, okay, like how much should you pay per click, right? How much should you pay per conversion? How much, um, do you pay attention to that kind of stuff or do you just kind of let the ad run and let it be what it is? Or do you have metrics that you follow? What's your opinion on that? Well, um, so I learned Facebook ads from Dan Henry, mm-hmm. and he preaches. Uh, the first conversation we had, he's like, "I don't care about cost per click; it's it's irrelevant. I just look at cost per conversion." Mm-hmm. So ever since he said that, um, I don't really pay attention to cost per click. I just look at how much we're paying to acquire new leads and new customers. So for a chiropractor, I've ha- I've got it anywhere from like forty five cents uh, a lead, like name, email, phone number. Mm-hmm up to like five, six bucks a lead, name, email, phone number. So um, it just varies market to market uh, across the country. Okay. So when you put up an ad, at what point do you say this, this, this ad is not working, I'm going to pull it down? Is, what, are you, what are you looking at to, to make that decision? The reach. So I let the reach get to like, um, meaning how many people have, have, has it gone in front of on mm-hmm. Facebook? Mm-hmm. Um, I, get it, I let it get up to a thousand and then I kind of make decisions. But I know relatively quickly, um, like the first day, if we have nothing, then uh, I kind of look at the, then that's, that's when I kind of dig into like the frequency score, the cost per click to decide if I'm going to let it run for another day. Mm-hmm. And then I, I look at, well, if it runs for another day, I'm going to spend double what I've already spent. And if let's say it only gets, you know, one lead, uh, would that be an acceptable, you know, cost per lead? Right. Um, most of the time, no. If if I run an ad for a day and nothing happens, I usually just uh, take a look at where I went wrong. Okay. And what do you what do you typically start at in terms of your budget? Uh, so five dollars. So when I was doing, um, so I was promoting uh, dance course as an affiliate. That was actually a. Uh, I was going really well. I think in December I made almost four grand just selling uh, dance affiliate course. Nice. Um, <laughs> And I mean, the payout was like 200 bucks. So I guess I was selling a lot of them. The course is a grand. So that's when I realized like, hey, if I could sell his course, I could definitely sell my own. Um, so I, for that one, um, I totally forgot what, what your question was. Just like what, what would ad budget do you start out with? Oh, okay. You- so for that one, I split tested. Um, so I kind of knew who Dan was targeting to sell his course. Mm-hmm. So I just started targeting the same similar, uh, you know, people that he was targeting. So then I split, I was just split testing age groups within that. So for example, let's say, uh, I want to target people who like Tony Robbins. I just split it into Tony Robbins and then I split that into four different age groups and run those at $5 a day. So I'll, okay. I spend like 20 bucks a day until I find out what, um, you know, which one works the best. Then I just cut the ones that aren't working, and then I just scale the budget on the one that is working. Right. Okay. So on on that offer for like five bucks a day, I was getting maybe um, 
Actually, I think I, when I was when I finished it, it was like maybe at eight or nine dollars a day, mm-hmm. and we were getting like four to six email addresses, over fifty percent conversion on the landing page, which is great for like a cold traffic, uh, how to make money online offer. Yeah, that's awesome. So I so and that's a good segue into my next question. So you you're you're crushing it, selling, uh, you know. Um, running traffic for uh, the chiropractors and running traffic for real estate agents. Uh, you start doing affiliate products, selling, you know, Dan Henry's course and other people's, and you decided to, to decide that, you know, if I can sell someone else's courses, I can sell my own. Uh, so at what point, I guess, what kind of clicked in your mind to realize, one, I have the expertise and the results to build my course, uh, and, and how long did it take you to actually uh, put that course together? So this is what happened. (laughs) This is kind of a funny story. So one of my friends uh, who's been like kind of in my mastermind since the beginning, um, and we kind of started this stuff together, Danny Vega, um, he came out with a course on uh, like Facebook ads for newbies, but it was like a very technical approach. And he made like 6K the first day. So and we all share our results with each other. Mm -hmm. So... um, naturally i was like super jealous and i was like (laughs) dude if he can make a course then i can make a course so i started kind of looking at the things that i'm really good at and um real estate was one of them so or facebook ads for real estate was one of them so i was like i'm gonna make a course on uh facebook ads for real estate so i literally um he literally did his whole course in like two weeks so like i'm gonna uh top him even i was like i'm gonna put out a webinar um, so I so I went on my Facebook and I said, "Hey, who would like to know how I generate forty to eighty leads a week uh, a month for my real realtor clients?" And like two hundred people were like, "Me, me, me." <laughs> so um, I was like, "Dang, it'd be a shame like if I didn't come out with something for these people." So I uh, I was like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna do a webinar next Thursday." And this was like a, maybe like a Tuesday or something. So I was like, "Next Thursday, I'm gonna do a webinar." So my original goal. My original idea was to do a webinar and just say, hey, show them some cool concepts and be like, hey, if I put out a course on this, like who would be interested, um, but not really sell them anything because I didn't have anything at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, about a week. So I'm starting to, to build out the webinar and I'm like, dang, it'd be like a shame if I didn't sell them something at the end of this awesome webinar. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put together a course in five days. <laughs> and I, um, I started putting together the course and I was like, if I finish it, um, by the day that the, that, um, the webinar is, then I'll put it out there. And if I don't, then I'll just do a pre-launch. So, uh, it was getting close and I wasn't done, but I wasn't at the point where like it would be a pre-launch. Like it was a decent chunk of the course was done. So I went back to Dan and, um, we, I mean, me and Dan, we talk all the time now and I said, Hey, what do you think I should do? Should I do a pre-launch or just put it out there? And he's like, Here's what you should do. Release the course for a dollar and tell everybody you're doing this because it's not done yet. And then if they don't cancel, um, you'll charge them for the full amount, which is $4.97 in 72 hours. Hmm. So this is called the Invisible Funnel. Um, it's in Russell Brunson's uh, .com secrets book. So I was like, okay. So I usually – I got I'm to the point now where like Dan is always right. He, like He's never been <laughs> wrong on something. So I listened to him. And I did it, and a bunch of people took me up on the dollar. And um, I had a few cancel, but once it was all said and done, I think it was like 19 people or something like that um, didn't cancel. 
So I still like now I'm just working on nurturing that group of people, um, getting them results, finishing the course up because it's still not done. Um, but it, it's I'm putting stuff out every single day and then I'm going to relaunch it at the end of this month um, at some point, hopefully. <laughs> nice, nice. That's awesome. So another thing that I like and I don't know if this was planned or not or if this just kind of organically happened. I noticed that from the beginning. Because uh, I still remember when you when you posted something on Facebook months ago about wanting to get Dennis as clients, and I and I you know followed up and said, hey, my sister's a dentist. I'm gonna ask her about you know if she either needs some help or or knows some people that need help. And then kind of since then, you're always like posting like results, like oh I got this client, or oh this is what happened with my latest Facebook ads, and I've noticed that like you know, uh, progressively you've gotten better and you're, you're, you've made more money and you're posting in like your, on your, on your Facebook page. And then also in a lot of groups that we're mutually in, was that strategic for you? Because to me, the thing I think that was great about that was it wasn't, you weren't like selling anything. You weren't like, Hey, I'm, I'm at least in my mind and maybe you were, and this was a genius thing that you did, <laughs> but like, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, he's, he's posting his results, making people who aren't getting the same results curious for a long period of time without putting them in a position where they feel like they need to put up a wall because you're trying to sell them something. And then finally, when you do decide to sell something, people have been seeing for months that you've been having success and they're like, Hey, this dude's clearly killing it and doing something good i went in right was that a strategic yeah, plan or, or so it it wasn't um so i saw dan do the same thing like he would post that he's making all this money and people would just get curious and buy his course mm -hmm. but i never thought i was going to sell a course so i just started posting results as a way to like um well one kind of show off because i i mean i like to show off i'm, <laughs> I'm young still so and two, um, like people would reach out to me that were doing well or, or sometimes that weren't. And they just ask for advice or they would um, just congratulate me and stuff. So I was like, oh, this is cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I would always, every time I would post, I'd get a ton of friend requests. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm getting my name out there. People are starting to notice me. Um, and it's just kind of building relationships. But then over time, like the more I did it, people would start reaching out to me for like legit like help. Like um, they would pay me for consulting or they would start paying me for um, to help them with projects and stuff. So I guess it, it just kind of morphed into like people legitimately like wanting to hire me for stuff. And then now, like if anybody in, in like a ClickFunnels group or, or any of those groups posts like who's killing it in real estate or I need help with real estate, I automatically get like three people uh, who tag me. That's awesome. So I guess it, it paid off. It, was, it wasn't really strategic at first. I, I mean, I wish I could say I was that, that genius. <laughs> but um, I guess now I, I kind of see the value in, in doing that and, and showing off your results and stuff like that. Yeah. And it got to the point where um, one of like uh, Russell Brunson's like right-hand people – uh, reached out to me. I, I'm assuming from seeing like me posting results, and he's like, "Hey man, I'm I'm looking for someone to run traffic for me on this uh, funnel." It, I ended up not being able to do it because um, I was launching my real estate course, and his thing was on real estate too. But it was still, you know, pretty cool, pretty cool opportunity. That's awesome. And I think I, you know, it's like you did it organically. You did it in a way where you weren't really trying to sell. But I think that is a great strategy to use for anybody. Um, because you know, it's like, because there's so many people out there trying to sell you stuff all day long. 
if you and I, I had uh, a guest uh, on my show, Aaron Jenks, who you know he's a sales coach, and he was talking about how, how his sales process is to not go up to people and sell them, but just to kind of talk about you know how awesome he is and wait for them to ask about how can they work with him, right? So then yeah. that way they don't they don't get defensive, they don't start like feeling like oh this person's trying to sell me, let me put up my guard. You know, if you're not trying to sell them anything, they have no reason to put up their guard, and they just become you just make them curious about what you're doing. And that's your sales tactic, right? Just make them curious. Don't try to actually sell them anything and wait for them to come to you, which is kind of what you did without even trying to do it, which is awesome. Yeah, um, I was watching a, there's a, uh, it's actually on YouTube. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not supposed to be there, but it's a uh, thing by Dan Kennedy called Wealth Attraction. Mm. If you type that into YouTube, it'll come up. Okay. Um, but he's talking about how, I don't, I don't remember who he's talking about, but they were doing a seminar where they get up and like, you know, they give a talk and then they all like pitch the audience on these high ticket products. Um, so he's like one of the guys that was uh, doing pitching. He walked in um, with like shorts. Like this is a seminar. So everybody's like in suits <laughs> and stuff. He walked in in like shorts, flip flops and a hat that said clients suck really big. <laughs> and um, he went up on stage and he's like, uh, I, yeah, I hate working with clients. Um, don't ask me to do anything for you. I don't want any more clients. He's like, they're annoying, blah, blah, blah. Don't follow me to the urinal and try to ask me to do work for you. <laughs> and he's like, that seminar, he sold more. Um, he was a copywriter. So he sold more like copywriting packages at higher price than anybody else there by by telling everybody that he doesn't want clients and, <laughs> and giving the image that he doesn't want clients. So Dan Kennedy, he's like, I go to great he's like, I go to great lengths for people to think that I'm not trying to to sell them anything. Right. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about like someone not like now when people, when people hit me up for, they're like, Hey man, I, I heard you have a course. I want to get in. Um, can I see the webinar replay? I'm like, no, uh, the webinar is down and, uh, I might do an encore at the end of the month or something. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that I'm not trying to be like, okay, here, here's my sales page or something. I think, and I'll, I'll, I'll know for sure at the end of this month, but I'm just like really like marinating those like those people like they're getting really like you know anxious to see like what i'm gonna put out that when i relaunch <laughs> this course it's gonna be ridiculous because just for the fact that i'm making it so inaccessible right now right right and i i like that um i think it's it's the scarcity factor right people um they like scarcity and when you're always trying to push something it just there's no scarcity there it's just readily available annoying and people just want to get away from it. But when they feel like they're missing out, oh, wait, like, this person doesn't even actually want me. I almost feel like it's like, you know, you know, when you're trying to get like a girl or something like that. And like if you're if you're, you know, sweating her too much, then she's like, oh, yeah, this yeah. guy, I don't want to I want to have anything to do with him. But when you're like totally ignoring her <laughs> altogether, then she becomes interested. And she's like, especially if it's like somebody really attractive who's used to everybody hitting on them and you're the one person not hitting on them. Then it's like their their curiosity is sparked. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's what does like, this person um, have? Dan, Dan talks about this in the book, The Game by uh, Neil, I forgot his name. Neil but Strauss? He's like, yeah, him. Yeah. He talks about the push-pull, um, and it's like the same thing. Like, you got to, you know, give, you kind of have to give, but you kind of have to pull back, too. So you kind of have to sell, but you kind of have to pull back and not sell, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I sell, it's, like, obviously on the webinar, but the rest of the time, I'm just, like, I have a, a real estate Facebook group now, Um and I, I just post in there my, my students' results and my own results. But I'm not like, hey, you know, buy my course. You need to buy my course to get these results. 
I'm just kind of showing them like what people that bought my course have gotten. Right. And then when they ask me for the webinar replay, I'm just like, oh, I'll probably do an encore later on or something. Right, right. That's awesome, man. So I wanted to ask you another question about, so, so you did this webinar, you had a good amount of people on the webinar. Did you, the, the, the people that you had registered for the webinar, did you, did you run any ads or, or was it just purely the people that you had reached out to before saying, hey, who would want to be on my webinar? And then you just- um, So yeah, it was, it was a lot of those people. And then as soon as um, I put that post up, I started a real estate Facebook group. And that group grew like crazy. Like uh, this was like maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, so I launched my course, this is the 13th today. I launched it as we're, as we're sitting here talking, I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but I launched my course on, uh, the fifth. So about a week before that, I started a real estate Facebook group and, um, that just started growing like crazy. And now we're getting like 10 new members a day, just organically. Um, so I told every, so after I started the group, I went back to that post and I said, Hey, everybody join my real estate group. Um, in the meantime, and if I decide to do this webinar, then, um, you know, you'll hear about it in there. Hmm. So instantly, like there, it grew to like 100 people. And then the rest was kind of organically. Um, so I just launched it to that real estate group and to the Facebook because I, I, I mean, I, I wanted to make a lot of money, but I didn't want it to get too big too fast because I wasn't I, I wanted to make sure that the course was was on point and that, you know, people were getting real results with this before I let like a hundred people get in, get into the course because you know, that could be a disaster if, if <laughs> the course isn't, isn't ready and it's not properly prepared. Right. Right. And then your website crashes and <laughs> everything yeah, falls yeah. apart. Yeah. That's all. So that's, it's, that's awesome that you got those many people in your webinar just from a Facebook group that you just started and posts that you put on Facebook. Cause I feel like, you know, there's people who are just, they're struggling to get, you know, 10 people in their web. I think, what, what did you have? Like 150 people in the webinar or how it many was people? 130 consistently on yeah. the webinar. Yeah. That's nuts. That's, that's like phenomenal results. Dude, but I had huge <laughs> issues with, um, I tried to use webinar jam mm -hmm. and it wasn't letting people get on. So it said, so on webinar jam, when you get to the webinar room, you have to put in your name and email to get on the webinar. It was freezing for people after they put their name and email, but it was uh, still sending me. I was still able to see how many people. Two hundred and seventy people put their name and email, and only like a hundred and fifty or sixty were able to get on. Oh wow! So um, I think I could have sold double if, but I I think that still would have been too much. It would have been too hectic mm -hmm. that night. Like it, I was up till like four in the morning just trying to get people who had login issues squared away and hunt people down and get them in the group. And uh, like, it was just a disaster. My, my sales page, once you paid, instead of taking you to like a confirmation page and giving you a receipt, it was sending people to like one of my cl chiropractor clients, like thank you page. <laughs> so like that whole thing was broke. Like so many things went wrong, but, uh, my friend Danny, since he had already launched his course, he was just like, just wing it, like just put it out there and just wing it and, you know, catch your wings on the way down. Right, right. You, you, that's all good, man. That's the perfect way to do it. So, uh, JR, I know, you, I know you're a busy man. You got a lot of things to do, but I did have one other question for you, and I want to talk to you a little bit about your the webinar itself, the developing the webinar. Um, so, how did you how did you go about developing your webinar? And for anyone out there who's thinking, like, you know, I, I want to do a webinar, I want to sell things. Webinars are kind of a sales tool that a lot of people use. What, what's a good strategy for uh, for developing a webinar? What are some things that you, you mentioned some of them already that people need to think about? Um, while they're developing the webinar, like uh, things to look out for, things to plan for. Yeah. So, um, interestingly enough, 
so I have uh, Russell Brunson's training funnel hacks and around Christmas time, I think he, he, he said it on his podcast too. Um, he's like, I'm trying to, he's trying to hit his sales goals. So he, he took a bunch of old trainings and put them in one package and sold it for like 300 bucks. So I bought that and it had, um, the perfect webinar he calls it, which was a, a two part training on how to run a webinar. Mm-hmm. So it came out like at the perfect time, like just when I was thinking about doing this. So I, I, took that and um, he literally tells you like how to sell on a webinar. So I took that and then I went back and I watched his funnel hacks webinar and I like paused it and took notes and stuff. Um, well, I, yeah, so I would, I, I wouldn't pause it cause you can't pause like those auto webinars, but I would like screenshot it and like mm-hmm. take notes and stuff. Um, and then I went to uh, Dan's webinar that he sold for his course that he used for his course and um, I went through that one too, and then I just took the things that I liked from kind of both of them and the training, and then made it into into my own webinar. Okay, that's awesome. So I will give a tip for anyone out there listening, and I don't know if you if you have this program or know about it, but there's a program called Snagit that I have, and basically it lets you record whatever's on your screen. So I actually recorded your webinar when I was watching it. Oh, um, nice. So it's actually a pretty good tool for if you, you know, someone has a webinar and they're either not doing a re- replay or you don't have time to watch the re- webinar live, you can just set up snag it. It will record the video and audio of whatever's on your screen, and then you can play it back, um, you know, whenever whenever you want. So it's a, it's a pretty useful tool that I like to use, and uh, it's coming pretty handy for me. Um, but yeah, JR, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Um, your story is amazing. You've done a lot of stuff. You, you're taking massive action. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of value from this. Um, before we go, how can the baller circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Uh, just go to Facebook, type in JR Rivas. If you're, if you're into internet marketing or any of that stuff, which I'm sure a lot of your audience is, um, I'm sure we have mutual friends or I'm, I'm not hard to find. So, uh, yeah, I'll just, just leave it, keep it simple. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. That's our show for today. As usual, thanks for listening. You can check out the blog post for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.